This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Yogi's Guide to Health and Wellness. My name is Kevin Naidu, and I am so excited to have a good dear friend of mine, John Early, on our show today. John is so many things. He is a yogi, he's a writer, he's a musician, he's co-creator of Momentum Collective. Welcome, John. Thank you, Kevin. Really excited to drop in on conversation with you. Absolutely. Feel so grateful to be here with you. If you can share a little bit about you and what you do. Yeah, I've been traveling the world for going on 14 years now, not really being in one place longer than four months at a time. So been definitely in the nomadic lifestyle. And with that, I'm bringing all the things that I've taken with me from that, using the world and community as my education platform. And I've since written a book, I've been part of a lot of major projects and the latest uh, one being Momentum Collective, where the last two years we've been putting together artist residencies around the world. And so I can go into a bit more about that. But yeah, I'm just trying to find new ways to stay curious, stay passionate about about people, about humans, about places, and keeping us fueled and and feeling alive. Amazing. I love it. And just so the audience know, John and his team put out and are doing such incredible conscious work on behalf of all of us right now. And I know, John, you just mentioned um, the Momentum Collective. So let's jump right in there. Um, So with the co-creation of Momentum Collective, how did this all come into fruition? How did this all happen? Yeah, um, it's been a really beautiful project that's really grown organically from when my my business partners and and friends, uh, Gabby and Therese and Jasmine first came together to fuse yoga with circus flow arts, finding that there's quite a similarity between the two. So from that, um, I came on board shortly after some of these ideas were originally put together and, and realizing that So much of the magic happens not by putting on a workshop or putting on a show, but living together. What happens between the lines of the classes of of the shows and, you know, all that, the training, you know, just being being in in that environment when you're living and breathing your art and what happens from that. So it's really grown from there into multiple international residencies uh, with different focuses, but always the backbone being how can we, you know, tap into introspection and self-expression uh really rooting down to grow grow out so tapping into elements of spirituality and meditation and and introspection while matching that with curiosity and and performance and choreography and art and using art as a tool to really shift how we live and be with the world beautiful so it's 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 like giving everyone an opportunity to share their gifts in in a community and collective setting Correct. Yeah. Um, it's like a sustainable festival meets a, a long-term, um, long-term re- retreat. Uh, we normally operate anywhere between one to three months and people normally join us for a long period of time. So it's like the equivalent of a summit that might happen over four days, but it's happening over a month. So you really have that 28 days to make or break a habit. So you can really dive deep into some, some of these elements while covering a range of topics from yoga philosophy to tantra to sacred clowning to permaculture, uh, music sound production, uh, sound healing, the list goes on. We've got many, many ways that we incorporate these things with various guest teachers from around the world. 
and lots of room for people to step into their own passion, their own leadership, their own performance, social circus, and things like that uh, as well at the same time. Amazing. So with with all the options you and your team offer, what does a typical day look like? It's, it's ever-changing, but we do have the backbone structure of the you know, morning meditation into yoga, community breakfast, to a movement class around 1030. Then we have lunch together, and then we'll have a, a Dharma talk or something could be covering astrology, could be covering social media hacks. It could be a, a guest teacher coming in on shamanism or uh, permaculture. And then another movement class at 4.30 and, and then into community dinner and community activity in the evening. Uh, and everything's buffet style. So you pick and choose what, you, what you're you wanting to go to. So we really see community as, you know, the new education platform. Like what? how can you invest in yourself by investing in those around you? Right, right. That's so beautiful. You know, and just by reading through your website and and just seeing how rich in, in information and knowledge your website is, I also was able to uncover and see that you make things so accessible. And anyone that knows me, that's that's part of my purpose is accessibility. And I just really love that um the, how you brought that accessibility in with offering scholarships and different programs in different ways for people to be part of your collective and be part of these experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for that. That's uh, an important part for us to try and find accessibility, um, both financially wise, uh, with local scholarships for, for the countries that we're in, as well as even just making sure that we're accessible to those curious that want to join but might not feel that they fit in at a professional level because we do have a mix of people that are completely new to new to something maybe as, as aerial silks and we also have people that are professional in in these fields and in these arts and in these in these disciplines so really for us the magic is finding that fusion of that and then everyone kind of coming together so that you might have the the professional street clown coming into a yoga class and then the yogi going into a uh, a tantra class and, and everyone's kind of got these different things to offer uh, but coming in together with that collective curiosity to up level and support each other i just love that because it's it's exactly what we need right now it's like we don't need the division we need to support each other's greatness and bring us together regardless of what modality we are sharing. So that's really cool that you created this opportunity for everyone just to, to share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like if it was just a yoga retreat, then it'd be, you know, the battle would be whoever can do the best the handstand or backbend. Or if it was just focusing on aerials, it'd be who could do the, the better drops and things. But when you bring this fusion of things together, then you're more comfortable realizing, okay, I this is what I bring to the table. I might bring social media experience or something at the table, but I'm here to learn this other aspect. And you try and find this cross-pollination of ideas and then even how things can cross-pollinate. So if you're going in with wanting to deep dive into something such as improving your, your yoga practice or your, your aerial performance, but then tapping into elements of the sacred clown and how you can bring that silliness into it or areas of authentic relating into that there's there's it's it's so funny how all these disciplines all these arts really do cross-pollinate uh, each other 
Absolutely. I totally agree. And, you know, just by following all the work that you and your team are doing, I see that you all hold a very big importance of giving back to communities uh, and doing work with communities being in Nicaragua or Bali or Guatemala or anywhere you're holding residences. So that's, that's such a beautiful thing when you can just give back to that community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's always an important part for us. And I think there's always ways to, we can continue to improve that, especially in a lot of communities where yoga just isn't really part of their daily culture or uh, authentic relating or self-expression or even seeing two men dance together. That could be very, very new to people in Latin America or in Indonesia. So um, ways that we can try and bridge the gap as much as we can, invite them in for free performance or a free a free class uh, or even just sharing a gratitude circle together holding hands before dinner those things go really far to try and bridge the gap and, and share ideas and sharing cultures coming back together we we're all are human and these are elements that we can continue to express together absolutely and you know i have to give it to you and your team for for creating such safe and brave spaces for everyone to come together and be authentically them. Yeah, I think that's one of the most important parts is uh, how can you get comfortable being uncomfortable? For us, the magic, especially if you're using art as modalities to shift and change, uh, how can you tap into that vulnerability and allow vulnerability to come through so that we can allow our true areas to shine uh, through authentic relating or through performance? Uh, Vulnerability is such an amazing tool to tap for self-expression, for deepening your own introspection, uh, allowing emotions to come through, and having those personal breakthroughs, whether that's in performance or in your own meditation. 100% agree. Vulnerability has been, and connecting to the vulnerability has been like one of the biggest catalysts on my healing journey for myself. So John, from your words, what what would you say if why is yoga and wellness and community so important right now, in the t- especially in these times that we're living in right now? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. And it's one of those things of we might be more connected, quote unquote, uh, than ever with social media and seeing each other's lives and things. But it feels like we're, we're missing the true connection of, of humans coming together and also putting in our, our own work of connecting with ourselves. And I feel that's the beauty of, of yoga is that it can be done on your own. It can be done in your own space, and it is your own work. You are your own guru. Um, And it can also be done in a a collective, and you can tap into that energy, that collective energy, when people put, I'm in reverence in in nature or reverence in meditation together or or, in movement. So there's so much magic that comes together with that. And I think right now we're we're coming to a point where we're disconnected from each other, especially in these times of COVID. And we really do need to find a way to appreciate each other outside of this polarity that seems to be drawn. And realizing that, you know, we've evolved, in my, in, in my view, we've evolved through community. That's how we've shared knowledge. That's how we've shared stories and gifts. And we need to, if we're going to evolve forward, we need to come back to this original piece, this original tool, this original gift of community to move forward in our own evolution. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing for sharing that, John. So on that same line, um, for you personally, what daily practices support you and your your health, but also your healing journey right now? Uh, really, really good question, and I think that's a question we should be looking at for uh, amongst each other a lot more. Um, 
a few years now, I've been uh, waking up before I look at my phone, before I do anything, I, I go into a, a gratitude practice. Uh, it's my way of, of giving thanks, of starting my day with some reverence and, and compassion and gratitude, but also manifesting for my day. So uh, just taking a couple minutes, hand over your heart, over your or your stomach, and just giving giving gratitude for things that you're happy for your day and, and saying them as if they've already happened. I'm, I'm grateful I had a safe commute to work today, or I'm grateful that I was able to nourish my body with uh, amazing healthy food, or I'm grateful that I had a great uh, talk or meeting today. Uh, I'm grateful I was able to be productive and, and enjoy, be, spend time in nature today. So you're, you're speaking things uh, as if they, they're, they're already true to really kind of ma- bring that into that manifestation mode. So that, that's my morning gratitude practice. I've also now been incorporating more breath work into my morning practice, simple Wim Hof techniques and some pranayama, alternate nostril breathing and so forth to really kind of kick off the day with a bit of, bit of fire breath and, and a bit of intention through that breath. Um, and so that's, those are two things that I use to start my day that I find are, can really set yourself out on, on, the, on, the right, on the right way and the right path. As well, other things I would recommend for people, especially if you come from a religious family, like in my case, I don't always relate too much to religious ideology, but how can we still bring in some of that intention, some of that spirituality? And for me, the simplest thing is with, with friends or family, before you eat dinner, have a little gratitude circle. Just hold hands, share a breath together, and say one thing that you're grateful for for your day. So it's, again, bring, how can we invite in more gratitude for our day? Um, and it's, it's so simple, but yet so powerful. And it has nothing to do with religion or spirituality per se. You're just sharing a breath and sharing what you're grateful for. But it brings in such reverence and it brings in such beautiful intention and reflection. So those are things that I would, that I would definitely recommend for people to also bring into their, their daily activities. I love the gratitude practice. I actually start with that generally every single day as well. And like yourself, as you said, it's just, it's a great way for reverence, but also a great way to manifest and put everything out into fruition and, and seeing it as it's already happened and then walking into it and being like, okay, well, look at what I just created through just being grateful. Right. And yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. The rest is allowing it to arrive. <laughs> You've set it in motion and then you're allowing it to just be received. Yeah, it's such a beautiful process. I just, I, I really love it. So John, your book, I honestly, I've read it at least three times. It's um, it's right up my alley. I, I lived and breathed travel writing and travel books for uh, many, many years, even before my um, yoga journey. Um, so Tales of a Modern Nomad. I know you spent a lot of time on the road, a lot of time traveling. Was was this? Did this book come out organically, or was this like a plan? Not a plan at all. If I planned to write a book, I, it would never have gotten written. It would have been way too ambitious. <laughs> you know, some of these things you have to allow to happen. Um, you know, but when enough time, enough people say, "Oh, you got to write. You should write a book. You've you got some great stories. You should write a book." then one of these days you have to just act on that and go, actually, you know what? I am worthy of writing a book. I do have words that and stories that are worth sharing with the world. Not only that, I found that the process of writing a book, which it took me, it was 10 years of content from backpacking and traveling the world and it took me two years to put together and compile. Um, so it was a big process. But in that process, there, it was such a meditation in its own right of living every day of going, what am I going to do today that might be worthy of putting in a book? Like, how can I live today in, in, in reflect on it in a way that I can put it in a digestible way that's either entertaining or of value for someone to learn or help change their day 
put a smile on their face. So that was that was really a beautiful meditation to kind of step in each day, kind of going, will today have something worthy of putting into a book of sharing with the world? So <laughs> that was that was really beautiful. What an intentional way to do it. That's so beautiful. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, so John, with everything going on for every single one of us humans on this planet right now, if you could say something to everyone on the planet right now, what would you say to them? That's a, that's a big question. I'd probably have to say something that would bring a smile to people's face. I feel like that's what we need right now. So I'd probably say, I'd probably want to remind everybody that we're all just God in drag. You know, bring it back to a good old Ram Das quote of like, hey, let's 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 hold each other in reverence, let's hold each other accountable that we are God, but we're in we're in drag here. We're all kind of, you know, parading around in these masks and these these bodysuits and things and not let's not take things too seriously. And I think along the lines of that I'd probably throw in a, a Hafiz quote as well, um, who's one of my favorite poets, uh Persian poets from like a millennia ago. Um and his one of his pieces that I, I try and live my day to is, is laughter. It's the sound of a soul waking up. So how can we wake up our soul a little bit more today? Let's let's make sure that we're reminding ourselves to laugh. And again, inviting in reverence and, and intention, but also not taking things too seriously and allowing us to, to sit in that in that joyous belly laugh. <laughs> I love it. And if I can share with you, John, I don't think I've ever shared this with you, but um, over my last, you know, 10 years of, of my, my healing journey, I, I guess just over a year ago, I, I it came really into the awareness that over, you know, so many years of addiction and everything else that I lost a sense of play to the point of wondering what that even looked like for me. What does play even look like for me? And I honestly, I have to thank you and your team because just from your post, just from the work you all are doing and the creative artful way you're putting it out there and the expression you've allowed me to connect into play and find play inside Kevin again. Um, and that's all, that's all through you and your team. So I, I have so, so much gratitude for all of you and thank you for sharing that beautiful reflection. Mm, thank you so much for sharing that. That means a lot to hear to hear that. And I think that's a, an important thing that we didn't touch on directly, but the value of play and how powerful that is, the medicine that it is. And with so many gurus and, and people that we've tapped into and spiritual teachers, that's always what it, they seem to remind us. Like, hey, let's let's remind ourselves to play. It, it is beautiful medicine. And in play, there's you can't play incorrectly. You can't, you can't make any mistakes. So in that, how can we find as many mistakes as we can create? You know, uh, so one of our, Alex Piazza, one of our uh, sacred Hayoka clowns would say, find the mistakes when you're in play. How can you be so silly and that, that vulnerability so that you can really embrace these different emotions and, and just different ways to stay in wonder, stay in curiosity and, and have a laugh at the same time. And it's also just invited me to look back at my life and be like, how did how did little Kevin find play? How did adolescent Kevin find play? And it's it's allowed me to bring those pieces into adult Kevin now. And it's been such a blessing in my life to find, you know, and now it's like I find play every day. Mm -hmm. And it's it's such a healing, beautiful process on my journey. So John, I would love for you to to take our audience through uh, a little short tool or an exercise to uh, support them on their journey. 
think I feel called to share one of my favorite written written pieces um, from my book, actually, um, and, and reminding ourselves and how we can continue to say yes and stay in our this this state of this flow state in the state of play uh, without questioning it. So um, it's a piece I wrote called "The Flow of Certainty." Just inviting everyone that is listening to close down their eyes, bring in a big deep belly breath from the nose, exhale out the mouth, the flow of certainty. Thank God for decisive moments, the few times when you don't question or barter options between yourself. You stumble on a moment and the choice seems already made and you say yes. You're all in, a gut fully trusted. Your intuition feels the depth and dives in head first, no toe dips, Sample sips, travel tips, or pre-written scripts, just yes. It is not a matter of assumption here. No leap of blind faith. No hunch to crunch. No information for speculation, just a continuation in the flow of certainty, like already being on the right path before realizing there are other options to choose. Don't question it. Indecision after committing to the wave will only cause it to crash over you. You're already on one long ride, on the surge of yes. The only thing that lingers is how open-ended the answer will be of where it goes from here. Keep it open. You've already jumped. Can't close the parachute now. You have an idea of where things might land, but you never really know how long you can stay certain in the moment. Ah, there lies the paradox in the flow of certainty as it loops back into the glorious opportunity of uncertainty, waiting on your next decision to commit to the moment with a decisive yes. Mm, beautiful. I felt that through my entire being. I had my eyes closed too and just in a place of receiving that. Thank you. Thank you so much, John, for that. Absolutely. My, my pleasure. Our, that reminder for us to, to have faith in being present and, and play, playful in that, in that moment. Yeah, and it also connected to that trust piece within our own self during that, during um, your spoken word as well. So thank you for that. Um, so John, if there's a, if our audience wants to find you and wants to connect with you, how can they, how can they find you? Beautiful. Yeah. If anyone's wanting to join the journey uh, through Instagram at John T. Early uh, or information on uh, my blog, my music, uh, my book, Tales of the Modern Nomad Monks, Mushrooms and Other Misadventures, always a fun subtitle. You can check things out at johnearly.ca. I've got music on YouTube and on Spotify as well, so it's all available there. And for anyone interested in Momentum Collective, um, visit us at MomentumCollective.com. And that's Momentum O-M, Momentum Collective. And happy to get on a call with anybody if they have any other further questions about joining us one of our international artist residencies. We have our, our next one coming up in Indonesia, Tumbawa, uh, this September and October. This is Kevin Naidu signing off for A Yogi's Guide to Health and Wellness. This podcast is produced and hosted by me, Kevin Naidu. Technical production by Sam Robinson. The manager of AMI Audio is Andy Frank. 
thanking again our beautiful guest, John Early, for all his guidance, all his knowledge, all the gifts that he shared today. Hope everyone has a wonderful day. And just remember, you're beautiful, worthy, and loved just for you being you. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.